Hey there, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Job Search Guide on LJN Radio. We're here to bring you expert guests that deliver inside information on what it really takes to secure a new job. Now, this time around, we're examining the interview, actually more specifically preparing for that all-important meeting with your potential employer. Now, interviewers, trust me, can definitely tell who has taken the necessary steps to be ready for that day. And joining us to make sure you are all ready for your interview is Stephanie Lomax, the Director of Human Resources at Rolling Companies. Thanks for coming on once again, Stephanie. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited and looking forward to the topic today. Yeah, us as well. Obviously, it's something that's important for people to have a grasp of. But before we jump into the topic, just give the listeners a little idea of where you're coming from and your professional experience. Sure, absolutely. Well, I've been in HR for over 14 years and uh, have a varied background, a couple different industries from federal government contracting to real estate services. And right now I actually work for a construction company. So got a little bit of experience uh, working directly as an interviewer. And obviously in my career path, I've been the interviewee. So I've got a unique perspective on both sides of the table. I'm also a professor at University of Maryland University College in their Department of Experiential Learning. I'm currently teaching a career planning management course for those that are re-entering the workforce mm-hmm. or those that need assistance in determining the correct career path. So this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And yeah, as you said, you sort of have uh, different angles covered with this subject. So when we sort of talk about this topic, how would you describe in general the importance of somebody actually preparing for a job interview as opposed to thinking, you know, you're just going to go in there and nail it? Right. Well, in one word, it's important. <laughs> Preparation says that you care. It says that you're engaged, and it's a measuring tool that a lot of recruiters and HR professionals will use to gauge how someone will approach their work if they're hired. So, you you know, you only get one chance to make a first impression, and as cliche as that is, it's very true. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, you know, interviewers, they know when someone's been prepared, uh, and they know that when someone has taken the time to actually go through the preparation process. In most cases, the interview is the very first chance, so you want to prepare you know, as much as possible. Well, and that's why we came to you to sort of get that idea out there and, and really express what it takes to, to be prepared so you don't at least appear like you, know, you didn't do any research. And that's, that's where you sort of want to start because you know, we talk with different experts, we talk with job seekers, we do webinars, and we hear all the time that you need to research the company that you're going in for, obviously before you even apply, but then also for the interview, learn what you can. Can you give us some more details, though, on what exactly is a job seeker looking for and and where can you search to find out this information? Because it's easy to say, do your research, but what exactly are we looking for? Right. Well, the one thing that you want to look for is, you know, is this a company that you can identify with? Is it a company that you're interested in working in? Is it an industry you're interested in working in? What are some of the company values? A lot of that information can be found on the internet. Um, now it's such a, a wealth of knowledge there for all of us sure. to utilize that. So you definitely want to try to find out as much information as you can from the company website. Is there information out there on the website that you can kind of tie what your experience is with what the company does, which makes a nice segue and shows that not only do you know about it, but mm-hmm. you have gone the step further and can actually identify how you would be a good fit because of the experience you've had that's based on that information. So that's, you know, that's definitely one place to start. If you know people that work there or have worked there, you know, maybe you want to talk to them. They may be able to give you some insight and some information about the company, find out some information from them and find out, you know, what are some of the interesting things about the company that maybe is not on the internet that I can 
use and kind of pull that information to identify and kind of, you know, tie me to the company in an indirect type of way. Now, when you're looking at, say, you know, a company's website or even talking to somebody who worked there, is there any concern that you're sort of being fed something that's not necessarily accurate? If you're talking to somebody who worked there, maybe there's some bias there. I mean, how do you sort of decipher what you're going to use when you go in that interview? Right, exactly. And again, you know, you want to examine the circumstances under which the person is no longer there. That also, you know, I think what the candidate should be looking for is something that's a fact, that's something that's factual, not not an idea, not a not a persona necessarily, right. but definitely something that's factual that, you know, they and they do outside uh, community service or something like that. Okay. And that's maybe something that you do. So you want to definitely filter the information that you get. Um, you don't want to go in there and tell them everything <laughs> that you might hear. <laughs> But certainly that type of information can certainly let the recruiter and the interviewer know that you know something about them. I mean, let's be honest. You know, people are busy. Recruiters are busy and they're savvy and they know they their questions are going to be targeted. They're going to be focused um, and they want someone that can be the same on the other side of the table. So they want to interview somebody that's, that has you know targeted questions, that has a, a focus on the job and their skill set and how their skill set and those things are a good match for the position. Well, there you mentioned a little bit about, you know, possible questions to think about. And, and when we're preparing, we're also thinking just in terms of, okay, what are you going to say in that interview? What sort of things are you going to talk about? How are you going to express yourself? I guess in a general sense, if you're a candidate going in for the interview, what sort of things are you planning on speaking about, speaking to? I mean, is there a general strategy you would you know, tell people that would be important or valuable for them in terms of planning out? What are you going to say? You definitely want to know your work experience inside and out. Mm-hmm. You want to rehearse that work experience. One of the things that you want to do is you don't want to go in and recite it as if they're reading the resume to kind of pull out the key highlights and draw attention to where the experience is in your resume that relates to the position that you are applying for. Right. In other words, you want to sound like you know what you did and you want to convey that in confidence to the recruiter. Try to phrase the experience in such a way that helps to demonstrate how your experience is applicable to the job, how the skills you have match the skills they're seeking for in a candidate. Share real life experiences if you can, if you have some of those some of the things that you were very successful with, maybe some of the things that you did that you would do differently going forward. That makes you a real person, lets them know that, hey, I don't think I'm perfect. Here's what I learned. And, um, you know, just it makes you a, a much more tangible. It, it makes you real to them. Is it cheesy? Is it is it a little, uh, I, I don't know what other term you'd use for it, but maybe you find <laughs> maybe you find out that the person you're interviewing with is a an avid golfer. You find out something else about them personally. Is it, is it okay to be trying to somehow get that in there that you have that similar interest or is that something to stay away from? I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, one or two things. They're kind of icebreakers. You know, most people will say, Hey, did you find us? Okay. That's one of my questions. I always ask people when they're coming, (laughs) did you have any problems locating us? You know, so in that very beginning part, before you really sit down and dive into the meat of it, you know, if you see something in their office that you can identify with, I mm-hmm. think nothing is wrong with that. I mean, you definitely don't want to spend too much time um, being diverted from the real purpose of the meeting. But I definitely think that it helps to kind of break the ice a little bit uh, between both of the individuals. So, yeah, I think nothing is, nothing's wrong with that. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would ever be afraid of, you sound kind of stalkerish if you're talking about like, oh, your kids and this and that, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. if, if you know too much information. So absolutely. So if we if we switch sort of gears a little bit, uh, you know, we're talking about preparing. 
depending on the industry, obviously, there might be documents or other items you want to bring in. In general, do you suggest people having some sort of handouts to give, whether it be a resume, that kind of thing? Or, I mean, I know it's going to, it might matter from industry to industry, but what sort of advice do you have on, you know, the documents that you might want to have prepared when you're going in for an interview? You know, you always want to bring extra copies of your resume. And the reason why is, yes, you posted it. Yes, they found it. They read it. They saw it. They've probably emailed it to a couple people in the office. But what if they want to bring a third or fourth person into the interview room or they want you to meet with someone else? It's always good to just have that resume. It's better to have it to give to them and they tell you, no, that's okay. I have a copy. Sure. Instead of them asking for an extra copy and you don't have one, they have to get up and go make one. So, you know, definitely take extra copies of your resume. Always have a notepad or some type of like a professional portfolio Mm -hmm. that you can take notes in, that you keep your resume in um, as well. Have a pen. And my biggest thing is to always have at least three targeted specific questions that you're going to ask because they're going to say, you know, do you have any questions? And one of my biggest things is please don't ever say no, you don't have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one question, you know. I think if you can do one, you can probably come up with three pretty good ones. So, you know, try to come up with three questions. Um, candidates that come into the interview without those things just seem unprepared, even sure. though they may not be. They may interview really, really well. But again, you know, interviewers are looking for people that are going to be good fits. And you're selling yourself. So you want to go in with your best foot forward. You want to look prepared. Um, it could look like you're uninterested. It may, again, speak to your work your work process or your work ethic, even if it's not true. But you won't have the opportunity to prove that if you don't get the job. So you definitely want to go in as fully prepared as possible. You know, it's a sales pitch that's on both sides of the table, basically. So sell yourself with the tools aimed to make you look really good. With that in mind, though, we're talking about bringing in, you know, certain sort of documents, that sort of thing. If you were recognized in, you know, a newspaper or some kind of periodical of some sort, is it okay to bring that in, some sort of example of that? Do you, is that something that's on the resume, but you don't necessarily have to bring in a physical copy? And what's your sort of take on that? Sure. Yeah. I think the more things you can explain that you have that are applicable to the job, then the better. You know, you may want to just say, you're at the table interviewing and you'll say, well, I do have a certification in this or I attended this training Mm -hmm. or um, I was written up in the article for, you know, a community event, et cetera. And I can certainly provide copies to that if you would like to see them. So maybe you don't physically have them with you there. If you do, I think it's fine. But uh, in the event that they, that that comes up during the interview, you can always just offer to send that information. I'll never forget um, an interview that I did years ago for uh, marketing and, you know, marketing is a big visual right. type of position. And the person came in with no portfolio. Ouch. <laughs> so they had, we had nothing. They talked about all the stuff they had done, and we couldn't see any of it because they didn't bring anything with them. So, you know, that's a big thing. Know the industry, know the position, and have an understanding of what is going to help to further sell it. You know, most people are very visual. They can see things that are tangible. It helps to seal the deal. It helps to kind of solidify um, your writing capability, possibly, mm-hmm. or um, your, you know, how you lay things out, maybe how you think about things. So it just kind of aids in painting that picture of who you really are to them. 
part of the preparation for myself, we talk, again, we talk with a number of people and a lot of times there are nerves, a little bit of nerves going into those interviews. And one of sure. the things I had, had thought about um, and sort of maybe playing off of my uh, my love of sports and that background is sort of being able to prepare mentally and physically, even the night before, I wouldn't even say the, the morning of, when depending on when your interview might be. But do you have any sort of advice or tips you can offer up in terms of just getting yourself mentally ready, being physically, you know, prepared in some way. What, what sort of things would you point to? The thing is that you may not get the interview, the job for the first interview that you go for, and that's right. okay. That adds to kind of the practice of, of being able to go in and speaking in front of people. So, you know, it's important, obviously, you're interviewing for a job because you either need one or you're moving from one to the other, whatever the case is, and we all understand that. But don't take it so seriously that you can't let the real you kind of come through. The best thing to do is to get a really good night's rest, if at all possible, the night before. Interviewing in itself can be just kind of stressful, and you don't want to wear that into the interview. Mm-hmm. You want to come into the interview looking relaxed, not too relaxed, but <laughs> you want to look you know, like you're well-rested and um, that you're not stressed or tired, you know, you know yawning and all that, all that stuff. Make sure you've taken out your professional attire the night before, Make sure that you know, all the buttons on your suit jacket are there. Make sure your shirt is ironed. Make, you know, all of that just kind of helps reduce the level of stress. You don't have to do it when you get up in the morning mm-hmm. in preparation for the interview. So if you can do all that stuff kind of the night before, then you can rest and you can focus on maybe what your questions are. In terms of, you know, physically, you know, how you look and how you want to prepare yourself, you definitely don't want to, you know, wear too much perfume, too much cologne. You want to just be kind of nice and neat. Makeup, kind of toned down. Um, you make sure that you get to your destination 15, 20 minutes early. Anything sooner than that, maybe just sit in the lobby area or sit in your car, kind of go through your questions one more time. Make sure you have everything with you. Um, practice your smile because <laughs> you want to, you know, want to smile and greet the person. Being extra early for an interview can kind of add to the stress level of the interviewer. Someone shows up 45 minutes early for an interview, and it just kind of freaks everybody out, you know, because it's it's un it's unexpected. Right. So, you know, getting there a few minutes early is okay, and um, you know, just relax, relax. You're a real person. You you know you want to go in there. You want to impress them with your skills and and your knowledge and your experience, but you don't want to be so uptight and so nervous about it mm-hmm. um, that none of that stuff kind of comes out. So, you know, just try to ca- calm down, take, you know, take it down. Don't drink too much coffee the night before either. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just try to relax and just know that, you know, going into this, you, you know what you have and you know what you can offer you know, the value that you bring and try to let that come out during the interview process. And I, I believe all the things that you're mentioning are, are, as you've brought up, very important. And part of that is just then you don't have to worry about those things. You can feel, as you said, relaxed. And I think that helps you be more confident because you're not, you don't have a million Absolutely. things on your mind. So, Absolutely. One other side of this that sort of comes up and we, we've bandied about this a little bit uh, in some of our meetings, but you hear stories of these unusual interview questions and, and sometimes it maybe happens in, in particular industries or companies, but you know, they're like kind of these brain teasers, like how many marbles fit into a jar or how much would you charge someone to, to wash all the windows in Seattle, that kind of thing. Uh, is there a way to prepare for those types of questions? Obviously, you're, you don't know when they're coming, but is there some sort of way you can, again, maybe mentally prepare yourself for something like that? 
You know, um, there really isn't, not for those types of abstract questions. Right. I think a lot of times that they are used as icebreakers to see if you have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, sometimes can be used to see how creative you are or how you handle ambiguous information. Mm-hmm. Um, besides knowing that they're really possibilities, there's not really a, a way to prepare for them. I'll give you a real life example. I was interviewing for one of my first jobs some time ago in uh, in North Carolina, and it was a sales position via phone. But what I had to do in the interview was pick up a phone, pretend to call someone and sell something to them. Okay. And it didn't matter what it was, but I had to go through that process of what it's like to actually sell something to somebody by phone mm-hmm. with the interviewer sitting right there in front of me. Right. So yeah, I wasn't clearly prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got the job, you know, but well, that's good. So there's, yeah, exactly. But there's not, you know, a lot of ways to kind of to prepare for those types of things. I think that you just need to be aware that they are possibilities, that you may get something kind of abstract. And it may be, you know, it's okay to say I'm not sure or I don't know or that, you know, though for those types of abstract questions, right. you know, I think that they are looking just to kind of see how well you respond or how quickly you're able to respond to that type of stuff. Sort of with that in mind, as you said, you can't prepare for everything. But when we are talking about sort of getting yourself ready what are some of those common mistakes or, or maybe the most egregious mistakes you've seen or heard of people making when preparing for the interview? You know, the biggest mistake is really in the lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you know, Confucius said, if I can steal a page out of his book, he <laughs> says, you know, success depends upon previous preparation. And without such preparation, there is sure to be failure. Another great historian from our time, Ben Franklin, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So, you know, I think the whole preparation process aids in a couple of things. One, it shows that you really care about what it is that's happening that you're preparing for. Um, Two, that you're really engaged in the process. And three, that um, it helps that confidence kind of come across. Right. So even if you don't know all of the answers, which is okay because everybody doesn't know everything, you know, it's okay that you don't know all the answers, but at least you're able to kind of come across confident. You're able to come across relaxed. If you, you know, were rushed, if you were stuck in traffic, if you're running late, if you, you know, ripped your pantyhose on the way there because <laughs> you were rushing, you know, all those kinds of things kind of add to uh, the stress level and takes the focus off of you. So you definitely want to be in the best position possible to prepare ahead of time, obviously there's going to be things that can happen that you can't control, but um, there are definitely things that you can control, and uh, being prepared is certitly one of them. Well, that whole ripping your pantyhose, I've been there. I know what that's like. It's a, <laughs> it's a very unfortunate incident before your interview, so. Uh, but I bounced back. It was okay. Uh, obviously, Stephanie, you've given us a ton of, of great information and you know examples and, and tips for people. I just kind of wanted to leave it open here at the end and let you Hey, I'll give the listeners a takeaway about this subject and what you would really want them to focus on um, in terms of that preparation aspect and and just how it can really affect the, the positive or negative outcome of an interview. Sure. You know, interviews, as I said earlier, they're a great way to practice your presentation skills. I can guarantee you that when you go into interview for a position, it's not going to be the last time that you talk to somebody that's in management once you get the job. Sure. So being able to you know, present yourself and to argue your case, for lack of a better term, of why you should be there is a great way to show people that you know what you're talking about and you're able to research and prepare for you know, not just the interview, but for a task that they may give you as part of your job responsibility. So it's a great way to practice that pre- those presentation skills. 
even if you don't get the job that you interview for, you know, don't get discouraged. What's meant for you will be for you. So add it to your arsenal of interviews that you took um, and that you went on and it wasn't successful, but that's okay. Instead, use that practice to kind of sharpen your delivery and always be prepared for the things that you can control, as I was just mentioning. You can control your appearance. You can control your questions, your answers, your timeliness, and your skill set. All those things are things that are in your control. So you want to be confident in your delivery. Make sure you shake the interviewer's hand, look them in the eye, and just completely sell yourself. And that's the best, the best advice I can give. And I think that was very well said. So with that, we'll look to wrap things up here on another episode of Job Search Guide and our discussion on preparing for the interview. Our expert guest has been Stephanie Lomax, the Director of Human Resources at Rolling Companies. Thanks again for bringing us your experience perspective, Stephanie. We do appreciate it. Anytime. Now, as always, we'd love to hear from you, the listener, as well. So go ahead and send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions, really for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.